0: Anika, good morning. How are you? Oh, how are you, are you um, at your family's house still? Um,
1: now I am at. Now I'm in Denver. Okay, <laughs> just
2: going all <laughs> over the
1: place. Uh, yeah, at my sister's house? U- so
2: yeah. Okay, With, like where in the U.S. is Jessica this week? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah. Next week I will be in
1: priest lake idaho and then the week after that i will be home <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow Priest lake idaho where is that, I, gotta look that I don't know i've never been there did <laughs> i say he, priest lake not priest lake green lake you uh, say green lake hold on priest lake is a lake but that's not where i'm going
3: i'm going
1: to i don't know go some somewhere <laughs> Glendo. Glendo. Glendo.
3: Okay. It's supposed to be very nice. They're awesome. gonna...
1: Um. So I was thinking, I know this is a and a call, and I'm happy to answer q of course, but um, I have been really thinking about this program and how people should work through it. And I thought it might be interesting to kind of touch on what I've been working on in that thought process as I've been playing. And uh, because specifically last, was it last week? I was asking you guys like, what do you mean? Do you mean more structure, less structure? All the things, and even like getting some of your feedback from it, um, I think would be helpful for everyone. It'd be helpful for me, it'd be helpful for you. Um, and then I also, of course, want to be able to answer questions. Uh, the beautiful thing about these calls right now is they're pretty small. Um, and so you guys are kind of in a unique situation for this program where it's almost like you are getting almost the VIP level of the program. Um, it won't be that way for too much longer. I'm gonna do a push to promote it in August. So I expect a pretty good enrollment in September.
0: But in the
3: meantime, yes, you can have this. I don't know,
1: but i waffle crusts. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> um, so I really want you guys as this core little group to help me shape what you want it to be and what you need to get out of it. How does that sound?
3: I see nods.
1: Sounds good. Yes. All right, so. Part of the reason I've been thinking about this is because I've been putting together the webinar for that. And I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times, because it's just like taking over my brain. But in doing so, in letting it take over my brain, it's really helping me to flesh it out. Um, So this is a diagram that I made to help illustrate the program. So in the middle here, we've got the find and engage your tribe toolkit, which is that the big one that you, uh, when you sign up, you like go straight into that one. And it's got all the things like identify your ideal art buyer and your momentum boosters and all of that. And we use that toolkit all the time. We don't use every single piece all the time which is why I tell you, I don't want you to try to go through everything all at once and get overwhelmed with it. But there are always little pieces that we're pulling in from those. And the way that we do it in a structured way is through this four-month rotation. So the first month, actually the very first month you come in, I set up a foundation course. Did everybody take that? Did you go through it whenever you first came in? And seeing a couple of yeses and a couple noes. So, I just want to like, if, if you haven't, that's like the, the core pieces of the toolkit that I want you to really understand so that you've got this groundedness in moving forward. All the rest of it is incredibly useful, and we need all of it at some point in time. But if we just have those four pieces in the foundation month, we can go without the rest. So I'll show you what that looks like for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. And actually, let me show you how to get there. Mm -hmm. So anywhere you are in this toolkit, I have added A navigation up here at the top so that it's easier for you guys to find things Um, when you click on that. It will help you find the thing you need. Um, So in this instance we're talking about the month focus foundation that's the starting place that I want you to go for this program so we're going to click on that. And again, at the top, it's also got a navigation. So if you want to get back or you didn't have a tab open or whatever, you can do that. But there's essentially four parts to this. So we want to know what we're selling. We want to know how to talk about it, both in our content and in a person-to-person basis. We want to start creating our orbit list. And my guess is, even if you haven't gone through this, we've actually probably touched on a lot of it. Um, But creating your orbit list, those are your ideal art buyers. Those are people you might want to collaborate with. And in none of this does it need to be, I have my final answer. Because these are always gonna grow and evolve, but having a starting place with all of these things is super helpful. And then the last one is knowing where to spend your time. So we're gonna come back to this here in a second. Because I want to make sure that everyone feels solid in all of these pieces, but I just want to keep kind of going through this real quick. I think so.
2: That, in, oh, go ahead. Dan. I was, sorry, I was just going to say now reflecting, um, I think it now it's all clear to me, like the progression of what we should be doing. So I'd almost, I don't know if it's helpful for like future people, but you know, where you have your visibility almost mm-hmm. saying like put your foundation somewhere in there and then it would make it really clear like, okay, do your foundation now do the visibility. And I think what you just described about the toolkit, it's almost like, Hey, if you can't find what's in this month, go to the toolkit. Like, I think it's all becoming really clear to me. So I'm really glad you're explaining this. So thank Good. you.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, that makes me think, you know what, I just need to redo my intro videos and do it. But I, I really, I don't think I'm going to do it yet because I I really want to keep working through this with you guys to make sure you understand it. You can give me that feedback I do where I don't get it so that I can be more clear when I do those. So then we've got this rotation, right? We've got visibility month, nurture month, sales month, reflection month. The thing that this does is it makes sure that we are doing all the pieces, but we're not so scattered. We don't have to try to do everything at once. Like we don't have to try to grow a Pinterest strategy at the same time that we are trying to put a launch on. This gives us like a little bubble of time to be able to focus on each thing. And then this last month is actually super duper important because we're gonna go back and we're gonna say, okay, how many new ideal art buyers did I add to my list? How much engagement was I able to get, whether it was one-on-one or in my content or both to help me find what are people really resonating with from me? Um, What did I do to sell and how did it work and why did it work and why didn't it work? What are all the parts and pieces of that? So that every time we do this rotation, we're going in an upward spiral. It's not just round and round, it's like round and up. And it feels, four months feels slow. But if you do four months, three times a year and you get progressively better in each rotation, you're gonna be winning. And I'm really of the mindset or have become of the mindset, slow and steady over all these testimonials that you see online. That's like, I made a million dollars in one weekend and I gained 4 billion followers in 30 days. And that. Like, sure, that happens, but it's just because you're getting one piece doesn't mean you're creating a sustainable business. And that's why we're here is to create a sustainable business, not to have the greatest testimonials. Which is sexy and it's unsexy, all of this. But you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. Um, and this is what I have found works. If you did have 5,000 new followers in a weekend, great. But it's not gonna do that much for you because you haven't had the time to like, you know, maybe give them that personal welcome or like get to know them or who are those people? And can I invite them to my next show? And like, I would rather you bring in 15, 20, 30 people over, you know, four to six weeks than that big amount all at once, because the way that I teach is connection and you can't connect with explosive growth. You can and you can't. You would have to have a different strategy. Okay, so here's kind of the overall big picture. Now, if we want to dissect it just a little bit, this middle section is dissected into three pieces. Creating your plan, building confidence, and connecting with buyers. So if you look in the toolkit, the top three sections of lessons are about your plan. The next three are about building confidence and the last three are about connecting with buyers. So if you ever like really need, you think, okay, is that part of my plan or my confidence and the buyers, go look in those sections to get what you need. And I will also say that, I go back to these lessons, I don't rewatch myself, but like, I know the lessons by heart, because I created them. But I go back to them all the time for myself. I'm like, you know what, I need some momentum right now. And so I go back to my momentum, I did it yesterday. I need some momentum. How am I gonna get it? Like, I'm having a hard time doing this that while I'm traveling. How am I gonna get some momentum? I need to write, some content. I haven't written any content in a long time. Oh, this lesson that we just did with Jess in her workshop. I was like, how can I take this for myself? And it's not that she's teaching things that I taught her, but I'm still like, how do I take that and use it again? Revisiting and growing stronger in all of these areas can fit you forever and ever and ever. So
2: is this is it is the right way to think about the toolkit then is just something that if you're miss it's not something you need to like go through all of them or do you think we should at some point
1: i think eventually okay you will go through all of them but it's not like a i didn't design it to go through all of them in order okay because it's not my program this is why I added the visibility, nurture, or sales reflection. It felt like here's all these tools. Now, what order do I use them in? There's not one order, unfortunately. I can't say phase one is create your plan. Then phase two is build your confidence. And phase three is go out and connect. Because the confidence helps you connect. And the plan helps you with the confidence and the connecting, helps you with the creating of, like they feed each other. So one way that you might choose to do it is invisibility month, or let's say we're in nurture month. So in nurture month, there's not a whole lot of videos in nurture month. It's more about like, what is the purpose and what do I need to focus on? And then there's some bonus stuff you can watch, but you don't need to watch the bonus unless it's relevant to what you're deciding to do. Um, So watch like the basics of that nurture month and then pick one section you think would benefit you the most that month and kind of focus on it. That might be one way, good way to do it. Um, Also, usually when we have these Q&A calls, I will reference, oh, Danica, I really think that you should go look at that limiting belief examiner. And um, if... I give you something like that, maybe that section is the one you really focus on. The other thing that I did, because you can always go deeper, is I'm trying to add, like for example, that particular lesson. Um, Like I could just have this short little video in here, but maybe it doesn't land all the way. So I'm trying to add places where you can go deeper underneath those lessons. So for example, if you really wanted to like, get to the core of how to understand the limiting belief examiner, you might not even focus on this whole thing. You might just focus on this one singular lesson and getting through it and understanding it. And however long that takes is how long that takes. Um, so I've also on this one, got some notes in here, like. What do I want to think about? And here's the worksheet, and here's me taking all of these people through all these different case studies of it. Not every single lesson has that much, uh, but some of the more important ones do. So if you come across a lesson like that and you're like, "Oh, it's going to take me forever to get through that," like, give yourself permission to do that. I that, that's another thing I found is the deeper I go into one thing, uh, the more I understand it and the more I can actually use it as opposed to how I used to go through stuff, which was, I want to consume all of it. And I would just go boom, check, tick, 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 And I wouldn't really even stop to do the lessons or to understand how it would work for me. I just wanted to I wanted all the knowledge. I was greedy and I wanted it all in my head, but it didn't stick in my head that way. I didn't really learn it. I heard it, but I didn't learn it. Okay, so that was my little spiel. I didn't really plan that out. I just wanted to like show you where my brain was and see if maybe that's helpful, maybe that's not. See if you have any questions and then we can go to what you guys want to go to any feedback,
2: super helpful, like cool. really, really helpful. It might even, I don't know if this would help somebody new is maybe like when you remember when you and I had that initial call, like walking them through that might be helpful mm-hmm. as well. I know you've got your video, but I think it might be good. Cause then they can kind of navigate with you. Um, cause this right. is so helpful. I'm like, okay, now I know where to go. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Anybody else? Any thoughts? Katie, were you trying to say something?
0: I think you were muted. I was talking to my son. <laughs> oh, Okay, cool.
1: All right, well, if no one else has anything, and that's okay, we'll move into the Q and A. And also, one more thing. If you ever have questions like that. Uh, Just help me with the structure. I don't really know where to go or what to do. I'm happy to answer those questions. Like it doesn't have to be something deep and profound about selling your art.
3: Although I like those too. Did anybody come with questions? I know Danica did. Anybody else? Oh, we'll start with Danica. we'll see,
1: I think um, it's helpful to have that person who does come with questions because their questions spark your questions, or at least it does for me. Uh, So if you don't come with them, that's totally fine too. I'm someone who does not come with questions. It doesn't work for me, but I am grateful to those who do. So Danica.
2: Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm talking a lot today. (laughs) Will you?
1: Okay. On every single call, you say, "I'm so sorry. I'm talking a lot." And on every single call, I say, "It is helpful to you. It's helpful to everyone else in here. It's helpful to me. It's it's good." Okay. If I'm like Danica,
2: shut up.
1: I will tell you. Okay.
2: I give you permission. How's that? That's our agreement. You will tell me when it's too much. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um. So I have two so I'm not sure where where it would probably be best for the group to start. Um start with the burning one. The burning, burning one? one. Okay. So I watched your nurture videos about like this. I think the big takeaway I had is these kind of personal invitations, like how can you really create those personal connections? And so I was really thinking about those people that I've connected at the last like three festivals with, like, what are they like, what would they want to do? And what I heard almost all of them say is that their children are really struggling with anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. So like everybody got back to school after COVID, you know, they kind of got in their groove, but now they're feeling very like it's summertime. And it's like, I think it's like triggering them back to COVID when like not a lot was happening. And so, yeah, so a lot of, like, the moms were saying, like, my child, when they do painting, they're, like, relaxed, and they're calm, and their anxiety is going lower. And so, like, I want the moms to buy my art. Like, that's what I want, right? But what I was thinking about is... um. One of the things I love to do is paint with Callie on Saturdays. And so I was thinking about like, do I do like an hour session that I maybe like put it on my newsletter and say, Hey, it's free and come paint with me. I'm going to have my daughter there. We're going to teach you how to paint a flower, like make it really Mm -hmm. simple. Right. Um, what I'm struggling with though, in the broader scheme of it is like this cost benefit that I think I like DM do about too, right. Is okay. So that's now going to be an hour. And then I've got to do multiple hours to repair, you know, so I'm struggling with these cost benefits of how do I put like a monetary benefit or like a, a ranking on it and say, right, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to take me three hours. So I'm going to rank it like high benefit. You know what I mean? Like I'm struggling with these yeah. benefits a lot.
1: That's a really great question. Um, so I'm trying to reverse engineer how I do it in my head. The thing that I place value of above all else is how much connection can I get out of this? And by connection, I don't just, let's let's look at the ideal art buyer map real quick. Ta-da-da. Okay, so I'm looking in the toolkit, I'm looking at foundation, find your ideal art buyer, create your ideal art buyer map.
3: Trying to do better at saying where I am
1: so people can find it if they listen awesome to podcast. Okay. So most people, when they think connection, they think just right in here what like connection to you. Like, um, I have friends, I want to spend time with them, or I I want to reintroduce myself to someone I used to know, or like that kind of connection. There's there's you and there's me and we already have something and we just need to reopen that door and rekindle it a little bit. There's this other circle over here, which is your message, your essence. You mentioned anxiety, specifically in children. That connects back to your arts. That is what, what part of what your art is about, right? It's the thing that you want to solve in the world or a piece of it anyway. Your subject is flowers. And it could also be abuse depending on you know, how nitpicky you want to get. about it. So when you are telling me I don't know how exactly this is gonna lead back to sales. And so it's hard to place a cost benefit analysis on it. It's gonna take me three or four hours altogether and blah, blah, blah. I like to look and see, okay, how many connections is this creating? And what you just described to me was connections from all three places. And so that to me feels pretty strong. Is this a sales event? Is this a money-making event? No, it's not, but it's a really great nurture event. And Laura just popped on, Um, I'm gonna shout out to her real quick. She just told me, I don't know if this was in the broader Slack or the private Slack, um, but she has now sold three of her highest priced paintings that she's created. Um, And I asked her, what led to that? Are you doing something different or was it just the accumulation of the seeds and the watering? And she said it was the seeds and the watering. 90% of Laura and I's marketing plan is seeds and watering, seeds and watering, seeds and watering. There's not a whole lot of actual sales events in there. What she does really well to sell is in that seeds and watering, seeds and watering, is she is also mentioning, like in the foundations part where it says talk to people about your art, she talks to people about her art, she tells them what, if they show interest, she gives them all the information, um, she just makes it very conversational. So what I would say, and I'm, I'm trying to answer your question, but I'm doing it in a roundabout way. Um, when you are thinking, is this worth it? I like to weigh it against how many connections. Probably. And also the other way you can add to that is when I, have you heard this? When I talk about connections, there's like a, mm, A hierarchy text is not as good as voice is not as good as video is not as good as a in person, whether that's group or one on one. So this is also it's not white in person, it's in person video, but it's really at the top of that scale. And so that just makes it stronger. So all the things you're describing, yes, they take time and yes, there's not a direct I can see what happens afterwards, necessarily. But it's really high and it's really strong, it's high and strong. The other thing that I like to do is weigh it against. What else would I spend my time on instead. So if I wasn't doing this what would I do? And usually the answer is, well, I would write another newsletter, write four more social media posts and I might reach out to a gallery. And then when you compare the two, what has more connection points and is higher on the scale and fits into my plan the best. Got it, makes sense. did that answer
2: it? Yeah. That really, that last comment really put it in perspective. Cause you're right. Like that's what I was trying to do. The cost benefit of like, okay, well that's time I could make more art. That's time I could do my newsletter. You know, it's exactly what was in my head, but I think you're making it very clear of it's basically like doing another festival, but now I don't have to travel. I don't have to do all those things. Right. And yes. hey, I can do it for free.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So In a perfect world, and this doesn't always work out, but in a perfect world, if I could make you do whatever I wanted you to do, um, I would say every month we have an invitation, whether it's a group invitation or a, I'm going to invite lots of people personally to this one, one one-on-one thing. Either or. So what you are doing is I don't have a festival. I don't have an art show. I don't have a whatever. I'm gonna make one. Yeah, yeah, got it. And sometimes that looks like a collaboration and sometimes that looks like a, what do my people want and need? It, I mean, there's so many different ways to look at that. But again, on that scale, text, voice, video, in person, if we have something we can invite people to in person or in-person video, that is way more effective than anything else we're gonna do. Yeah. So I like to prioritize those when I can.
2: I think too, like what I'm also hearing you say that's a great comment is like this is a really good thing to do when maybe it's not festival season, right? Like if I want to keep those going, then I yeah. can. Yeah.
1: For sure. And when you um evaluate and see like did I like doing this? Did people enjoy it? Do I think it created stronger connections with all of these people? Yeah. My I, if I'm theorizing, I'm going to guess yes. And so you say, "Okay, great. I liked it, they liked it, it created connections. I don't want to have to figure out what to do every nurture month. So I'm going to do it every nurture month." Yeah. Or it could be I just really freaking love doing this and I'm gonna do it every month. And then if I have an extra festival or something, great. Yeah. But we don't know what that's gonna be yet. We have to try it out. But the beauty of the invitations is it doesn't always have to be someone else is putting it on. We have to apply for it. We can control that as well. Yeah. Did that lead to a pause for a second on your second question, Janica? Did that create any questions and anybody else, any comments?
3: Nana's like, no, I know how to do it. Love, what are you thinking about? Or are you just frozen? I think you're frozen. No, you're not. Katie,
0: anything? I like it. I I feel like that gives some freedom too if you don't have something official set up to kind of be able to organize something simple on your own that also has really strong connection points, like potentially even stronger than um, what you had, you know, at, at the bigger festival where there's a lot more noise and activity. Um, yeah. I guess I would say for me, sort of the tendency is to kind of reach out to the same group of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I've done like a small group events, I have some new people that I want to invite, but like, I tend to go more with the people that I already have somewhat of a connection with and just sort of strengthen that rather than like sending out notes to people that like I met once or they're on my email oh, list. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really gotten to know them just because that seems like the low hanging fruit. <laughs> but maybe I should be yeah. stretching a little bit too at some point.
1: I would like to encourage you to stretch a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with like strengthening, strengthening, strengthening. But at the same time, again, that's part of that rotation, right? Invisibility month, we're finding new people so that we can add them to that list of people that we invite every month. Um, And if you are finding people, but then they just live in, okay, I found you land. Nothing really happens.
0: Right. I think it's because the events I tend to not do so far, I haven't done online events. I've done things mostly at my house and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a stretch to invite somebody that I, I only met once.
1: Well, here's the, uh, uh, for your stuff, like in the past and future, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of your events have been collaborative, right? They bring in someone or some people and you bring in some people. Right. That is your opportunity to find new local people. So yeah. if your strategy is 80% local, our events also being local are helpful because when we have those events with other people and maybe they do join our email list we talk to them a little bit, if we feel any sort of kindredness with them, they go on our ideal art buyer list. And guess what? We start nurturing them to come to our next thing or um, personally thanking them for coming, or saying, uh, hey, where are you on social media? I'd love to connect. Like that whole, the workshop that we did this month of that nurturing process, it does not have to be that same order or those same things. I just gave you a list of ways to take people from, I don't know you, to, we're friends, or I like her, or, um, I, I feel like I understand her better than I did before. She's really cool. Mm-hmm. Her art's about the, like just taking them through that process of wave
3: down the street to, oh, hey, how's it going? When you see them. Yeah, that that's a good beat.
1: <laughs> and is there any hang up in that where you feel like I couldn't do that or there's a reason why I haven't done that or anything along those lines or just didn't quite put that together or what's going on there?
0: Well, I mean, I think the collaboration aspect makes me feel more comfortable with it because I'm working somebody else who knows these people. Then it's just like, they're inviting me to get to know a friend of a friend Um, or if it's somebody that I felt like I connected with um, at some other event that I feel like just sort of intuitively they'd be a good person to invite like that that's easier than if i feel like i don't know as much about them and i'm not sure how they'd mix with whatever whoever, whoever else comes to the event if it's going to be you know like the six or eight people right
1: the commonality in my mind the commonality is you and if they all like you And you like all of
3: them. I think it's a safe bet
1: to say I'm going to try it. And maybe one person is a troublemaker, and you never invite them again, kick them off the (laughs) list. But I mean, I don't see that
3: happening much, if ever.
1: Yeah, so that's true. My, my feeling, and it may be wrong, is that there's something a little
3: bit deeper there, like some sort of I'm not that
1: person, or I I might not feel comfortable, or they might not feel comfortable, or some sort of relational fear almost, and fear is a strong word, but I want to challenge you today just to think about that and see if you can find any, I can't because in my head when, when you're thinking about that, if you, if you ever hear your brain say, I can't because I want you to write it down
3: and bring it to me. Okay.
1: Because if you can find the I can't because I can help you work through it. I feel or like it's more just
0: get with it. A fear that I set everything up and either hardly anybody can come or there's something like awkward about it, I guess. Cause I'm I tend to do things more one on one with people. Like don't have a lot of big group events unless it's like focus around you know a holiday or basketball team or something like that um so it's not like I feel like I'm getting a lot more comfortable sharing my art and and having that be a focus and people seem to enjoy coming um but there's still just a little bit of apprehension around it I think
1: so Katie I think it's two things one I think it's we need to try it so we can see if we really should be apprehensive. But also, if you really feel more comfortable one-on-one, maybe instead of group invitations always, maybe it's one month it's personal invitations, one month it's a group invitation. And so when you're not sure where all those people fit in, the next month you have personal invitations and get to know them a little bit better, see if you wanna invite them to the next group fit.
3: Yeah. Just some things to think about. Okay. I don't know that there's a solid, you have to do this answer here, but. Also the
1: last pod call, was it? Yeah,
3: last week. Was it Natalie
1: that we were talking about? Um, she was afraid people wouldn't come to her bookstore thing. You remember that? Maybe go back and listen to that part and take the focus off her and put it on you and just see what else is there.
3: Okay. Okay. Hi, Laura. Welcome. Thank you. It's been an exciting week. Okay.
1: Can you would you like to celebrate out loud?
4: Yeah. Um, So I have this inner goddess commission and I had raised the price on it and I was nervous about that. And Jessica encouraged me to just keep putting myself out there. And I booked three commissions in like a week and a half. And the best part about that is it felt so fun and authentic and natural. And so the women that I, that I get to work with now are like amazing ideal clients. Like the conversations we're having, I just like, I couldn't even dream of these kinds of conversations uh, because they're so fulfill- fulfilling and nourishing to my soul and vice versa, I think for them. Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited.
1: Can I ask you, was it, um, and I I know I already asked you this, but did they come about just from the seeds or did you add in that part about the inner goddess dream session? Did they actually come from that or just from before?
4: One came from a dream session and two were just from conversation. So. The way the three of them came about were in totally different ways, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I should actually write it down so I could remember this in the future. Yeah, um, so the first one was a, a friend of mine. We've been friends for like 10 years and she came to my arts and crafts party over the holidays where I was doing those photo shoots. And she was one of the two ladies who were like, I don't really wanna do pictures today. So I was like, that's cool. And I just took that as a, she's just not interested in my art. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, yeah. And so I saw her um, recently, she had a party at her house and she pulls me aside at the end of the party. And she's like, I would love for you to paint me. I just wasn't ready that day. And like, I have, you know, this picture that I love and can you take a look at it? And the conversation started from there. Um, And then another one was, Instagram friend of mine, we were in the same mastermind like pre 2020. And we've been in touch ever since then. And she posted this picture of her, this beautiful picture. And it was just like this gut reaction. I was just like, I would love to paint you. And she was like, yes. And so was like, do you want to do this like dream session thing? So she was like, yes. So we hopped on a video chat. And at the end, I explained my commission process. And she was like, yep, yep, sign me up sent her the link. I did need to nudge her a little bit toward the end of the week. Like, Hey, do you need any help? And totally normal. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, so yeah. Um, and then the third one was I went to this summit event on Saturday. So two of my past clients who are also good friends of mine have been part of this like business life coaching group, uh, for six months and they've been raving about it. And so I'm like, well, you guys are smart, intuitive women, and you probably hang out with other smart, intuitive women. So I'm going to go to this event and just see what happens. And I met some really, really cool ladies. And one of them, um, we had been texting a little bit the day after the event. And she was like, "Uh, do you have a link to your website? I sent it to her. She was like, I want to do an inner goddess commission. I'm like, yes, I would love to paint you. And then that was the third booking.
1: Okay, so upon reflection, because this is like, maybe feels unique to you, but it's not. What, now that you've just said all of those things again, Mm -hmm. and reflected on how they came about, what are your takeaways? What are the things that you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure to keep doing this and this and this.
4: My takeaway, so
0: yes, that's a great question.
4: My takeaways are to keep having those opportunities for conversation, um, whether that's going to an event um, or setting up coffee chats. Like you've talked about so many times how when it's time to like um, try and sell our art the tendency is like, well, I'm going to write more content (laughs) and you actually missed
1: the beginning of this call. This is a great segue.
4: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, that's like a nice safe, nice safe bubble to be in is like, I'm just going to write more content. Um, but I push myself to just actually, um, go out and talk to people instead. And that did mean having to arrange my schedule with my husband and um, make sure that the that he could watch the kids at night because a lot of this stuff was happening in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, and when I was getting ready to go, I was like, "I'm tired. I don't want to go. I just want to be in my PJs." But then when I got there, it was so much fun, and I had a blast. And at the end, I was so energized. And in that happy energy bubble, I got these commissions. So putting myself out there. Um, just talking to more people, letting them see uh, what it is that I do and also hear my excitement about what I do um, is is powerful. And then the content just like supports that.
1: So I wanna reflect to Danica and everyone, what you just said is instead of spending my time on all the things I know I should do, I've been told to do, I'm supposed to do, I looked for people that I have connections with and I put myself in those places and I talked to them. And then I didn't just talk to them. I didn't just leave it there. I invited them to a coffee or we texted together or, what was something else you said? Um, I had a, a paint and sip thing or whatever we called it at, in the holidays at my house, and it didn't necessarily have any sales value to it. It was a nurturing event, and I don't even remember if anything sales wise came of it at that time. And that was six months ago. But then and it made a big enough impact that six months later, someone pulled you aside and went, give, I'm going to give you my money.
3: Think about, just reflect for yourself.
1: The last time you bought something of value, not just like a, Tea mug from target but like something that cost a little more that was kind of a commitment whatever commitment means to you and why did you buy that thing or that program or that service or hire that person like why did you do that what actually happened in that progression for you to buy from them There have been times when I have bought things of a high commitment or high price from content. But more often than not, there was more to it than that. Someone I knew recommended this program or recommended this service. That's a connection point in itself. So I'm already starting off on a higher level of interest if someone I know and trust has recommended it to you. And that only happens if you have a bubble, a circle of people around you who are talking about you, promoting you. Those are your ideal art buyers, right? Even if you're even if they are not becoming leads, we need those true fans in our circle to help us get out into the world
3: it might be that um,
1: maybe you bought a piece of art. You're an artist, but artists buy other people's art. I don't care what anybody else says. Maybe you were at a festival and you saw this piece and you're like, that's really cool. But anyway, and started to walk away, but then you ended up talking to the artist and you just really felt connected to them. And then you, said I love that piece over there and then they said something like I don't know I mean I'm totally I painted it under a full moon and I just had all this inspiration you're like I love the moon the moon is my thing and then like you're like okay I was just gonna walk away but now I have to think about buying it because there's so many reasons why I want it now that's what I mean by connection. That's what we're creating. We're not just trying to say, here's a pretty picture. It's worth $1,500 because I said so. And if you think it's pretty, you need to give me $1,500. That's just not effective.
3: I mean, really. I don't think I've ever bought anything like that. Can't think of it. There's always
1: something more to it. Unless it's a cheap price. That's not what we want. We're not trying to sell the cheapest
3: thing. It's not sustainable. Natalie.
5: I have the impression that that works for me in person, but I have difficulty doing it online. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: And
1: I don't know how I can improve that. Okay, so let's pretend we're in reflection month for a minute. You said it works for me in person. Yes. I mean, I know, but tell me why. Yeah. I'm trying to teach you to reflect for yourself.
5: I get excited about my art. And apparently that's contagious when I tell about it. And even when I'm telling how I came to be an artist, things like that, people connect with that. They, they relate to it. And that makes my art, My art. that makes them connect more to my art
1: than just a picture. Okay. okay. So what I heard was, when i'm in person i exude enthusiasm i like to talk about my art i like to talk about why i became an artist online i post a picture and people don't connect to it is that all correct okay
3: so you're doing two different things and comparing them and saying why isn't one working And I'm not criticizing at all. I'm just trying to like illuminate.
1: So on the one hand, we've got people we know around us. We're talking to them. We're exerting enthusiasm. We're talking about our art. We're talking about why we care about being an artist. Uh, having conversations with
3: them. On the other hand
1: as good of a writer as you are, we're posting a picture we're writing about. Do you see the difference? They're not the same. They're
3: very different. So if we were to reflect and say, these are all the things that work.
1: Online is not like this restrictive space. It's actually very, you make it what you want it to be. And we've talked about lies and we've talked about some different things. There's a bit more like, I don't know about that there, but it's a lot closer when we're just comparing. When you know what works and you're not doing it over here, how can we bring a little bit more of this over here? What would you do? if I said, you need to talk to people, you need to be enthusiastic, you need to talk about your art, you need to talk about why you're an artist, how can you, how would you, Natalie, bring that to an online space in a way that honestly maybe is a little bit scary at first, but that feels authentic to all the ways you're doing it. And one more thing real quick before you answer, She's gone through several of these kind of rotations of time, so she has more information to inform, how do I keep doing this upward cycle? The more information you have, the more you can say, okay, well, this is a, this is working and this isn't working, so how do I make this work better? What do I look at what's working? Okay, your turn. It's so interesting, now you say that I don't
5: do, at all the same thing online that as I do in person. I'm very insecure when I post something mm-hmm. and I, it's in my captions. It's in my, it's in, it, oh dear. It's hidden. I, I'm not enthusiastic at all online about my art, about other things, yes, but oh dear, that's.
1: <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, how would you like to try to be more enthusiastic online? There's not a wrong answer. I think if I just think
5: about the conversations that I have, I could write that down. I I think I get a little intimidated when I'm on Instagram with all the other artists that I think are so much better than I am.
1: Can we pretend they don't exist? Yeah. It's a good (laughs) idea. I mean, really. This is not about them. It's about you. Yeah. Uh, also, you just said I could write down the conversations that I'm having. If you're interested in a little bit more about that, go down to in the toolkit engage content for her. That's the second content strategy. But connection ladder. I'm going back to that. Text voice video
3: yeah
1: in person or in person video yeah can we move it a notch or two up the ladder
5: yes we can <laughs> yeah
1: i mean captions are great and all but mo okay so let's let's just talk numbers for a second um i don't even know what the current numbers are but I'm going to guess based on past numbers that I know. So you have 500 followers. 10% will see an average post. So that's 50. I don't know what percentage is going to stop and say, ooh, I should read her caption," But it's probably pretty small of that 10%. Yeah. I'm gonna say some, but I I don't know what percentage. Let's, Let's be generous and let's say half. Half of the people will stop and read your caption. So now we're down to 25 people reading your caption. You put all this time and effort into making this beautiful thing. And I'm not saying never do captions. I'm just saying like, is there a different form that we could prioritize sometimes. And we could go all the way back to, hey, let's do that 30-day challenge and do the lives every so often. I don't remember what our numbers were. I don't know that that's the right answer right now. Is there an in-between? Will you
3: let that Do this for a little bit. It might
1: be, this is just what popped in my head. I don't know if it's it or not. But it might be, you have a picture with a little bit of words on it that says like what you want to talk about about it. And then in the next carousel, it's a video
3: of you talking. Maybe, I don't know, just
1: throwing ideas out. Um, but that just takes it up a little bit of a notch. If it's on the picture, it'll grab their attention a little bit more. Uh, my mom was calling. I was going to show you something on the phone. Go away, mom.
3: I love you. Can we'll I talk right now. Okay, so like I said, I haven't done a whole lot of content. I'm failing on that thing, but also not failing because I'm doing other stuff that I should be doing. Um, but where to go Oh So this post that I did. instead of just writing, instead of just writing
1: uh, in the caption, I wrote kind of like a teaser for what it was about on the first picture. And then I made a carousel out of it and I basically put what I would have put in the caption in the carousel. And it wasn't even that insightful, honestly, guys. It was like, here's how I make Mondays that I love. I don't have appointments. I think about things and I don't use a computer. It's not that. great. But it was my best post in ages I had 107 likes and 18 comments and six shares and 32 saves and like, no, that's way better than most of my content does because I don't post with any sort of regularity. But the thing that I took away from that was the caption up front. <laughs> like put it in the whole thing it's a little bit more work because you have to put it in the graphic. But maybe I don't want to do that every time. And so the other thing that I've been trying is reels where I just talk into the video for 30 seconds. And then that's my caption or what would have been my caption. Those do okay for me, but like it's going to be different for everybody. They don't do great. So I'm trying to figure out a better way to do that. But also, Even though they don't have the best insights and like that carousel had better insights than a video, I still think that those videos are just as valuable as the one that got better comments or whatever because it's video, it's in-person. They get to see my face and if they like it, they like it and they see me. It's not just words on a page, which is just way stronger.
3: So it's not all about the insights. It's about, did it start a conversation? Is
5: that useful at all? Yes, thank you. I, I'm sorry, I have the impression that I derailed the topic. No, you didn't. Uh, no. But it's very insightful, thank you.
1: You're welcome. There wasn't a topic, this is a Q&A. It happened to flow nicely. But no, you didn't. do it um, Okay, so I had an hour scheduled for this. Um, and it's, we're five over. However, I have a couple extra minutes if there's any other questions. If there's not right out there.
2: Danica, did you have that second question? I did. And um, why don't I ask it and then we can figure out if it if it's going to work from a timing perspective, it it flows very much off of what you were talking about with, with Laura. Um, so I think, so you and I've talked about how, like my three values, one of them is this real healing piece. Right. And so in that comes anxiety, depression, you know, the child abuse stuff. And what I'm, what's starting to see is I'm starting to get that audience that is now like connecting to the healing. So an example I give that I'm trying to think about this, like personal person is, so she shared her story of with me, with her child experience, very, very similar. So we have this huge connection started, you know, email. we I sent her a real personal email after I met her at the festival um, all that. So now it's been about a month and I'm thinking about that nurture. Like, how do I nurture that relationship? Right. And this is the the part that I'm struggling with is it's, and I think, um, Natalie, you actually said this, which was great in our last call is like, it's not all about the trauma. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the whole part to the relationship. So now what I'm trying to figure out is like, how do you now like how do I now find something different to now connect with but still make it feel genuine so I'm trying to figure out what's the next piece for these people you know um
1: so while you are at that festival with them remember in the visibility moment what we're trying to do is we're trying to find them and we're trying to add them to our place of content in that moment did you ask her to join the newsletter, follow you on Instagram? What did you do?
2: Yeah. So she's, she's now like on my newsletter list. She's getting my newsletters. Okay. Um, so she like saw, you know, I sent one June 1st, but what I'm kind of thinking about is, so she had something very personal, like touch in May She's now Mm -hmm. saw, you know, newsletter in June. I'm like, oh, this might be these people, like my, there's a group of them. This might now be a really good time to now say something. How do I do something back to personal again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
1: So I think just based on what you said, what I would do is I would
2: do one more
1: personal reach out and say, um, Hey, I was thinking about you because, That's, I always try to lead with a genuine, I was thinking about you because, Um, and I was just wondering how you are and wanted to see, um, you know, email can be kind of time consuming. So just wanted to see, are you on Instagram or Facebook? I'd love to stay in touch with you. That opens a lot of doors. Not everyone is, but that opens a lot of doors to easier touch points and seeing what they're up to and what else do we have in common? And what is this person about outwardly? It's their attack probably isn't all about their childhood trauma. Yeah. There's probably other things that you can find to
0: connect with. Okay. Uh,
2: doo, doo, doo. the challenge with that is this base of people are usually 55 and above so they're
1: probably if anything on Facebook
2: yeah yeah and I'm struggling or not I'm I'm on it I so I'm starting to actually build that because I'm noticing like I'm getting more and more sales that way because the they're older generation but um, I'm just struggling that I'm finding like those people are just not online. Like they're just, yeah. So it's, I was like wondering, like, if it's something that I should be like, Hey, I was reading this book. That's like not about, it's kind of about healing, but it's like, I find these people that are focused on healing are also about personal growth. Mm. So I didn't know if maybe that's a door, you know, yeah, to, absolutely. like. Hey, I read this really great book about personal, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but I also genuinely want to see how she is. Like she shared some yeah. really cool stuff she was working on, you know? So in that case,
1: it could be, um, I always, this is where I always start. Hey, I was thinking about you or I was reading this book and it made me think about you because and I thought you might like this about it. Just wanted to see how you are. P.S. Are you on Instagram or Facebook? I'd love to connect with you over there as well. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to look at this real quick. Um, So you did this, you did a personal welcome email. Uh, This is essentially the, I'd love to stay in touch email. Um, the next time around, like we can, we can use this as is. we don't have to come up with our own thing. It could be some sort of, can I ask your opinion research question? Maybe you don't know what that is yet, but at some point you're going to go, oh, I really want to know if I should do this or this, or I just don't know if people like this and I'd like to do this, and like that kind of question. Yeah. These people are great for those kinds of questions. Um, conversation starter, what you just described could also be described as a conversation starter. I saw this thing and it made me think of you because. Um, Then when you have something else coming up, whether it's a group or a personal, you can invite her. Hey, normally this is for kids, or like my idea for this was for kids, for uh, helping them work through anxiety, but I thought you might like it also, do you want to come? If they do come back and say, I'm on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I'm sure there's a, I don't know this for a fact. Maybe somebody else does, but maybe there's a Facebook equivalent of a close friends list. So when you're on there, you're really on there for business purposes. I hate to say business because it's not and it is, you know, but maybe there's a list you could add them to. Um, And then also at some point, maybe you decide, definitely. Um, that sorry. Um, you want to do commissions of people's stories of how they grew into some, I don't know, making this up. And you can say, I don't if this for you, but I just wanted to run it by you because, you know, I just want to see what you think about it. So you could just take this list and just go down it and see how do I make this personal to me? OK. Um, also, the conversation. No, they're not in here. They're linked. So. so we've talked about conversation starters before, but like your book idea is one. Um. Follow up, make their day, recommend, promote them, offer to help, thoughtful gifts. Like there's all kinds of just say hello, give them a compliment. There's all kinds of things in here that are real easy to do. Um. I just decided that I'm going to republish some artists, I called them the Artist Success Series interviews about people who had had some success as an artist. And I interviewed them about like, what uh, mindset trick helped you, what practical trick helped you, and what would you recommend to other people or other artists? And this was like two or three years ago. And we just decided to put them on my podcast channel over the next weeks. And I told my podcast manager, I really want to reach out to them just as a conversation opener, not for any real purpose, but because like we've had strong connections before. And this is a good opportunity to say, Hey, I'm just going to refeature you. I wanted to let you know, hope you're doing well. Like any opportunity that you have to open that door a little bit is worth doing.
0: Sounds great. Thank you so much for talking that through. Yeah. You're really welcome. Okay.
1: Any other specifically nurture related questions? This went really well into what this about and really honing in on that. And so
3: I really enjoyed that. Thanks.
0: I have a question. Um, so this is nurture month, but we're always talking about following up with leads, like leads first type of thing, which is also, um, I don't know. At least for me, I don't have a lot of like standout leads all the time, so it's more of a nurture process. Yeah. So
1: following up with leads that is always a, if if they're around and. Sometimes we don't make a habit of looking for leads or we, someone shows a little bit of interest. We're like, oh, we just kind of write them off. If someone, if someone shows interest and not just in a, oh, that's pretty. And I love what you're doing kind of way, but like a, tell me a little bit more about that like how do you do that or like what what's your pricing like or like that those kinds of questions i consider them leads
3: okay
1: and i i like to have in place some ways that i can try to find more leads such as In the Money Now program, we talk about hard leads, we talk about soft leads, and we talk about ways to generate more leads. That also might be a really great section for you to review because we don't always look for leads. We wait for people to come to us and say, I want to buy it. Here's my money. Mm -hmm. But we miss a lot of the more subtle references where people really are interested, but they're not just... Quite to the place where they're gonna say it to you yet. And there's a lot that can nudge them along.
0: I guess what I'm saying also is it sort of feels like nurture month should be all the time.
1: They're all, (laughs) all the time. Visibility is all the time. Nurture Nurture. is all the time. Sales is all the time. Reflections all the time. I think we've demonstrated that in this call. However, Having one singular focus, the thing that I need to really make sure I'm doing this month so that I can like be making progress and not treading water is the reason why we have the focus. Okay. So we're not never selling in visibility or reflection or like we're selling in all of them. We're just doing it in different ways. So back to Laura real quick. She sold one by nurturing. She didn't know the nurturing was going to lead to a sale. That's the whole idea. She didn't know for sure that was going to happen, but it did. And um, sometimes in a visibility month, when you're just finding people, sometimes they're like, Yep, I wanna buy that. And sometimes in a sales month, you sell, you help, inform, connect, but they're not ready to buy yet. And so then they end up buying when you're wrapping up the next month or even three or six months later. So we're always open and keeping our eyes open for those things, but it's not so cut and dry I don't know if that's helpful or not. I hope it is. While I'm looking for this, if you have a follow-up question, go.
0: Well, I mean, I think it does help to have a focus just to sort of remind yourself while you're doing all the things that, like, I really need to hone in on this, Mm -hmm. Um, even though, I I don't know, I feel like sometimes I'm I'm going off in another direction because something else comes to fruition but um but yeah like as you said doing the quarterly or doing that four-month rotation then you know you're going to come back to it and each time you're going to be getting better and I think that's really good because the slow and steady approach I'm finding works really well for me even though I want it to be fast (laughs) right um you know like little improvements over time or the way to do it right
1: so these i'm on money on that under the foundation who are my leads they're the hand raisers who are saying things like i'm interested in that maybe i don't want to buy it right now but i'm interested in it or oh natalie is a good another example that she put in the brag and share someone at one point a couple months ago said i really love that piece i'm interested in it but she wasn't even done with it. She just kept working on it, but she mental noted that. And when she finished it, she came back and she said, Hey, I don't know if you're even interested in this, but I have this piece that you really said you loved a couple of months ago. And I wanted to show it to you first before I put it out into the world." She had a lead. It wasn't necessarily that the next day she needed to follow up with that lead, but it was a lead. And so she came back and that person said, I'm going to measure my wall. And if it fits, I'm going to buy it. I don't know where that's at right now, but that's not the point. The point is that's how you make sales or more sales. Um, and then this one is a little bit less uh, obvious and most people don't pay attention to it, but the soft leads, the lurkers, they show interest, but in a less middle way. So when I do a newsletter, a lot of times I will put a link back to my program and just say, oh, and here's what, if you want to know more about it, you can click here. Those people who click, I can look at them and say, oh, those people I want to nurture. And if they are, they they get considered leads. And I put them towards the top of my nurturing list, because if they're already thinking it, this is just like a, showing me that they're thinking about it and so if i can like step in and not necessarily sell it to them but give them an open door to me they're much more likely to come out the other side getting that thing that they think they want uh last thing i'm going to point out
3: did i even put it in here i don't know if i do um
1: i did a session with laura is she still here no she left um where we went through and we found a list of actions for her and i thought it was a really good example of how do i find more leads so right after i get off this call i'm going to go in here under the create your lead generating action list and i'm going to put a note to be able to watch that so you can find that as an example Um, Yeah, so I just gave you a lot of things. I don't want you to have to go and do all of them. because I kind of gave them to individuals, but if any of them particularly resonated with you and you're like, that would be really useful for me. I would like to implement that now over something else, then go watch it and try to figure out how it fits into your individual. All right. So good. Good, good, good. It's lovely having you all here. I'm going to go to the link.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the extra time.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.